Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk, episode 19. Sebo in the house, Debo in the house. Let's get it started. Debo, what are you drinking? Let's go. I have uh, White Lion. It's a black-owned local brewery yes. in Springfield, Massachusetts. It's called Endangered. You got to go out and get it. It's fantastic, and it's only going to be here until December 2021. It's a New England IPA, nice and hazy. Go out and get it. Try it before it goes away. I'm on my way. I'm on my way, and I'm back with progression. I don't know. I feel like they're like my home now. Connect the dots. Again, you can't really see it, but it's there, and it, I mean, again, it's, it's beautiful. That's a beautiful color. I like it. All right, let's jump right into it. Major League Baseball. We've talked a lot about them being back. They might not be back. Uh. Um, and I mean, we've talked about this a little bit over the last week or so. The, the Major League Baseball and the, the owners and the players are kind of at an impasse. Major League Baseball came out with a proposal. The MLBPA rejected it. They came back with a counterproposal, rejected back and forth and back and forth and blah, 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 blah. The short of it is the owners don't want to pay as much in salaries. And the players want to pay what they're guaranteed. Um, and the real sticking point here, and I want to get your thoughts on this. So in March, I want to get this right. In March, there was an agreement, an agreement between the commissioner and the players that the commissioner had the ability to schedule any length of season as long as the players were paid 100% of their prorated salaries. But that's not what they want to do. They want them to pay a per, play, pay, play for a percentage of their prorated salaries. What are your thoughts on that, Dean? All right, so here's my take. I think that the owners and Manfred got to get their shit together, personally. I mean, that's, that's the way to put it. They're trying to put these players out. They're already taking a pay cut. You're going to lose some money, yes. But guess what? You're rich get this shit together, pay your players, you sign the contract. And it's just like you want them to fulfill their contracts. You got to do the same. That's just the way it is. I don't, I'm over this. And I keep hearing, you know, fans are starting to get pissed off and, you know, baseball analysts are saying this could really be the demise of baseball. I mean, I think that's a little too far. I mean, one thing I'll say is to all the fans that are saying I'm done with baseball. No, you're not. Right. You're, they're going to come back. Your favorite team's going to make a run to the playoffs. And you're going to be like, oh, awesome. I love baseball. I've never, ever doubted it. It does seem like it's on a cycle, though, that mm-hmm. every five, maybe eight years, we're, we're dealing with this. And, yeah. it's, and it seems like a lot of times the owners are trying to screw the players over. And yeah. maybe that has a lot to do with not having a salary cap and just so many things that just don't make sense as – why this happens nfl had a lockout nba had a lockout but it seemed like now they're good and they Mm -hmm. don't have it this issue as often and major league baseball has to figure it out because while it won't be the complete demise you probably will see a dip but you know they they have to figure it out yeah i tonight on twitter i saw trey wingo had a 40 poured out for major league baseball as a gift of just like a 40 kind of pouring out it's kind of impressive that is Um, awesome yeah this is again in, in 
no surprise here that, that I'm here for the players. Like these owners and, and Rob Manfred are basically playing like the waiting game. They're just trying to slow play this because they want the younger, the underpaid, the lower paid players to feel the heat and get to the point where they can't, yep. they can't feel it. They can't take it anymore where they need to play. They need some type of money and it's a dangerous tactic. It's why you, like you kind of mentioned every handful of years you see MLB and MLBPA kind of going at it in these situations. Um, you know, it is a league where salaries are fully guaranteed. And I just think that oftentimes major league baseball thinks that they can pressure these, these players because so many players in major league baseball make not a whole lot of money compared to the highest played players. And so you kind of bank on those folks crush, you know, crumbling under the pressure of, Hey, I need a paycheck. Hey, I need to eat these types of things. But so far it seems like the MLBPA, the players, Tony Clark, who's their president, have stayed strong in this. And I hope they stay strong because this is bullshit. You know, before – I just want to mention, before we got on, I was talking about how the Major League Baseball just signed a $1 billion deal with Turner Sports. And I know it's in the future. It's going to start, what, 2022, 2023. They signed a $1 billion deal to broadcast one of the league championship series. So not, not the playoffs, not the World Series, just – maybe the ALC champion, you know, the, a, the AL championship, like they will have plenty of money. And I get that they're frustrated that they were hoping there were going to be some fans in the stadium. It's very clear. There's not going to be fans in the stadium. However, if there is no baseball, all of these regional broadcast folks that, that they get money from and that are getting lots of money, aren't going to be getting that money. And there's going to be problems. Um, so I'm here for MLBPA staying strong. I hope they can do it because the owners and Rob Manfred are a bunch of clowns. Yeah, I think uh, Trevor Bauer. Uh, oh, he's great. Oh, you saw that thread? Yeah. How he was basically just like, you're basically trying to get down to 50 games just so you can make the pay cuts happen. Right. That, that's basically what it seems like is now we're more comfortable with 50 games because of the percentage of money we have to give out. Mm-hmm. And it's ridiculous. They're, they're just out there to make the players look bad mm-hmm. and be like, look, we told you we were going to have a season. You, but the players didn't want to do it our way, so they're the bad people. And, and there's enough people out there in this world, and and I and and I'm not gonna say the who they are, but there are enough people out there that will always say stupid things like, and I know I've said them in the past, like, "Oh, these players make millions of dollars." Yeah, but as you said earlier, these owners sign these folks to these contracts, and you may not want to pay them twenty five million dollars this this year. You shouldn't have signed them to that contract. And so now that you've signed them to that contract, honor that contract. Because these, these folks, I mean, what I loved about the statement out of MLBPA was like, all right, commissioner, you name the, the start of the season. We're ready to go. You name yeah. the number of games. You name when it starts. We are ready. We are waiting on you. Because what MLB is trying to do is say the players are greedy. They don't want to play. They want their money. And they're like, let's do it. We're ready. Yep. And, and you're right. They are sl- MLB is slow playing this to drag it out as long as possible because the lower number of games means the lower n- number of dollars that these owners have to pay out. Absolutely. All right. Switching to another league that, you know, should be starting soon and now all of a sudden might not start at all? Yeah, we'll see. Last Friday, this past Friday, uh, there was a call. NBA players got together. And there were a bunch of folks who voiced their opinion that they shouldn't go to Orlando at all. 
don't play basketball today, this year. Um, a little bit of a different scenario, right? This is more yep. of players coming out and voicing their opinions that uh, given what's happening in Minnesota and all around the world and the, in the uprising and the unrest and, and a lot of the social justice issues that are at hand, that it isn't the right time for basketball players to be going back and playing basketball in a bubble um, confined to one little part of the world. Um, I'm still kind of processing that. Um, but what is your take on that, D? What do you think about that? Listen, I completely understand what the thought process on that. I think, you know, they believe they'll be able to you be more active in the community if they're not playing basketball. Um, and I 100% think that's great. But at the same time, I think that they have a better chance of promoting this through just being on TV, they can, you know, could you imagine the NBA finals? You have an eight minute, 46 second moment of silence before every game. You have one team shirt, the warm-up jerseys that say, I can't breathe. You have another team saying black lives matter. I mean, they're all kneeling in protest. I think this, they have the ability to really turn heads and show what, they're standing for. I mean, and then if they're, if they don't play, they're not going to get paid and they don't have the money to give back to their communities because I think a lot of people want to give that money back. Now I know they're rich, but it'll make it easier to, to spend that money when they have money coming in. Right. So yeah. I, I think while I understand it and I wouldn't blame them if that's how they want to do this and how they want to protest and not do the season, but Adam Silver is such a progressive commissioner that he would be the one that would be like, what can we do to promote this and still have the season? And I think that it's something they should consider. Yeah, I, I think you're right on that, on that charge. I do think that Adam Silver is going to be as receptive to any voices that, that want to kind of make sure that they kind of show, you know, their commitment to Black Lives Matter and all of these, these, these causes. This is one of those things where it's so hard to process how to feel about it, right? Because, again, part of me feels like, who am I to tell these folks to get back out on the court, right? It, yep. and, and I'm not saying that they need to do that. I honestly, like, at the end of the day, if these guys don't want to go back and play, whether it's for COVID-19 reasons or it's for social justice reasons, um, and, and because they want to get out there in, in the streets and make, you know, an impact with their voices, um, then they should do it, right? I, I get that, I understand that. I do feel like there is an opportunity to make noise through playing basketball. And I think you're right in that guy. I don't know if it becomes a little bit too gimmicky if everybody's doing that, but I think there is ways to do it in a productive way to kind of show their support for Black Lives Matter and for all of these, these other causes, as you mentioned. It's, it's such a tough thing to deal with, right? And like, so Kyrie Irving's the one that's, you know, he's the vice president of the NBA Players Association. He's obviously not playing. He's getting his money anyway because it's probably paid out for injury. Maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, but a lot of what I was reading today is, is there are some players that are saying, like, listen, like you said, you know, if I get paid, I can put this money back in the community, right? I can use that money to put it back into these communities, help these causes, give donations, and do, and, and do good work that way. And there's also folks that are saying, listen, there's a lot of young folks out there that don't, don't have big salaries. I mean, Kyrie Irving, Dwight Howard, some of these guys that are already speaking out, Steven Jackson, who, who's retired, like, 
Yeah. These folks have already made their millions of dollars, right? They're rich. They're, they're wealthy, right? They're doing all right. And they've got guaranteed years still on their salary. So they're going to be all right. But if you're, you know, and we were just talking about it in Major League Baseball. And, and again, I do think these situations are different. But it is interesting to think about, you know, if you're a minimum salary player and you've been out of, you know, out of the game for the, you know, the last couple of months, like, you're not thinking just like, hey, I need to get back so I can start earning money. But it's also, I got to earn that next contract, right? And how do I earn that next contract if I'm not on the court? So it is a really de delicate situation. Um, I just, I just think that at the end of the day, if enough players came to the table and said, this is, this is what we want to stand for, that's fine. Because at the same time, they're, every player is going to have the opportunity to just not play. And we talked about this a little bit in the last yeah. episode. Like, players can say, I don't want to play because of COVID-19. And I think it's also okay if players say, I don't want to do it because I think it sends the wrong message. Now, that's more powerful in a group, right? If the entire NBA said, we're not going to do this, um, that would be a powerful message. Yep. But I think to your point, I think Adam Silver would be on board doing whatever he could to help raise awareness for Black Lives Matter and all of those things. And I think they'll be able to come to some some type of agreement where uh, a lot of what you see from those players, you know, on their shirts or, you know, in the, in the, in the stadiums will be kind of targeted toward um, raising awareness for anti-racism and things like that. Yeah. And I, I think you'll probably see on the telecast, you'll see probably more um, types of commercials promoting equality and diversity and, against um, racial injustice. So I, I think there's so many opportunities. Plus you have Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, you have Doc Rivers. I know Kerr's not gonna be in the playoffs and they're not even gonna be around, but he's very active. Mm -hmm. he's, he's an ally and you it's the NBA coaches are more vocal than any other right. sport league that's out there about these type of situations. Um, Brad Stevens has even, you know, is, is out there doing things. And I think that you got to take advantage of it. And that's, yeah. and again, I think you're right. You can't tell them go play basketball. I, I think you can't tell these players, you know, it's the right thing to do for us because we want to watch basketball. Right. And, and, and to your, something you mentioned off air before when we were talking about doing this bit is, you know, LeBron James has already come out and said, and, and obviously being the face of the NBA, that, that he thinks that it's more powerful that they do it while playing basketball. And I think that's what ultimately ends up happening. But it's been interesting to see this kind of come about. And it's something to give, give pause to think about, right? I mean, I think we're so quick, you know, us, on this podcast, we've been like, bring sports back. Let's get back into sports. And as we've learned through this uprising into Minnesota and around the country, that some things are just bigger than everything else. Yep. You know, bigger, you know, even to some extent than COVID-19, which I know some people feel a certain kind of way about. But, like, some things are bigger than 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 – what we want and so we have to be conscious of that that being said we did the eastern conference last time yep so let's preview the western conference d you ready for this yeah let's do it all right all right do you want me i'll i'll do like we did last time i'll run down hit me the teams so it's a little bit different we got 13 teams that, instead of nine first off we got some bad teams in this 13 Record-wise, we got some scrubs. But I'm so, going to let you go. Go ahead. Yeah, no, you go for – I mean, yeah, they're, they're – I'll be honest. I looked at games back, not the uh, the total wins mm -hmm. because that's, you know, that's what I, I it's, right. what it's going to come down to. Um, the top seven seeds 
are pretty much guaranteed <laughs> yeah. spot, right? So you have you have six teams fighting for that eighth seed. So you have the, the Can, Lakers. Let me pause you right there, and I'm yeah. gonna let you go. It's crazy that the Eastern Conference has four less teams, but we got six teams trying for one spot. Because you're right, those top seven are locked in. Unless yeah, that means un- they'll move. They're going to move within each other. Right, but, but no one's dropping out. Right, because the only way Dallas is and, – and Dallas, the worst they can do is drop to eight, and that's if they don't win one game and Memphis wins all eight. Right. That's not going to happen. So here's something interesting. Yeah. And I was looking at these records, and I've got them written down over here. The Mavs have played three more games than the Rockets and the Thunder. Right? Yep. Like – does that suck? That like, does suck. So they said they're going off a win percentage. So if they went all eight, I mean, or if they lost all eight and the Rockets lost all eight and the Grizz won all eight, like the Mavs would be out and that kind of sucks. And it's really not their no, fault. The Mavs cannot fall out of the top eight. They're in the playoffs because Portland's okay. 10 games behind them. So they're in the playoffs. They could just fall to eight and have to play the Lakers instead of the Clippers, which – not much of a difference. Yeah, it's not going to make a difference. Right. Um, All right. So, let's see. We got the Lakers at one. Yep. And they're – I mean, for lack of a better term, they're locked in. I mean, they're yeah, – I mean, I can't see up. them losing eight games and the Clippers winning six. Right. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot. Uh, it, it's crazy because I didn't realize the Nuggets were doing as well as they were. I didn't realize the Jazz were doing as well as they were. And I did not realize how bad the Blazers were doing. So, uh, you know, you say that. Like, I knew Denver was doing well. I knew the Jazz were doing well. The one that surprised me was OKC. I knew they – I for some reason, I knew they were kind of having a year because everybody's talking about Chris Paul as an MVP candidate. Chris Paul, and they got Schroeder and Adams. And they have a lot of really good above-average role players that are just playing well. It's kind of like um, – the Hawks a couple of years ago, or even last year, where they had, they didn't have an all-star. They just had a bunch of players that just mixed well, well together. And I think it also says a lot about having an all-time great point guard. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris Paul's not in his prime anymore, but he's still a really, really good player. And you take a bunch of, like, good to decently good players, and you give them an exceptional point guard. And I'm not like, and, and like the easy thing to do is be like, well, Russell Russell didn't do that with them, but like, he's he's not your typical point guard. He's not a distribute guy. But when you have a bunch of guys that can do something really well, and then you have a point guard that knows how to, to kind of get them to that level, um, it just it, I think it just shows. I mean, I think they're just having an incredible season, you know, just because they have a really good point guard. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's done it everywhere when he got when he went to the Hornet, the New Orleans Hornets. Yeah, I think the other thing that surprises me about this is, again, I'm going to say it, and I think I talked about it when we when we were talking about NBA a couple weeks ago. The Rockets, I mean, this is a team that that you know, you know, Harden's supposed to be like the you know the second third best player in the league, and like they add Westbrook, and you know they're they're all in and they keep going all in, and they just it just to me it's like it, it for like. All of this stuff, I, I mean, I like Harden, but, like, I just 
it's kind of disappointing. Like you would think like they're supposed to be a better team. They've got two like legit Hall of Famers that are super unique and talented and in the sixth spot. Yeah, but the West is pretty loaded and the top half. You have what do they They're not have? better than the Jazz? What I think the Jazz have a better team. You have two individual basketball players in Harden and Westbrook. That that I don't I don't like Harden that much. Like I get it, he's pretty good. And you know, he whines just as much as LeBron does. He travels a lot more than LeBron does. I just I don't like Harden. I mean, Jacob's out here being like, oh, it's my James Harden. Yeah, you took six steps to get around me without dribbling. You're right. It is James Harden. So. No, it's interesting. I mean, it, 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 it's, it's interesting because those are two, like, marquee players. They've got Eric Gordon. They've got some other pieces. When then you look at a team like the Nuggets, and they, they've got good players, but, like, they don't have anybody on that level, in my opinion, right? Yeah. And Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's on the Jazz, and he's, he's getting to that level, but, like, Nobody on the Jazz is on that level, right? Right. I mean, and then you look at the Thunder, I would even say that nobody on that team's on that level. But it, well, they got, they got, the, the Jazz have Conley and Mitchell and Gobert. Conley and Mitchell are not Westbrook and Harden. I mean, Westbrook and Harden are legit, like, incredible basketball players. Donovan Mitchell is, is coming into his prime, and Conley is a guy that's probably just – on the fringe of his prime, like exiting it just because of the injury. Yeah, he's exiting, yeah. But like Harden and Westbrook are two dynamic players that can score 50 points a night. And again, like it, it has to work. The chemistry has to work. But like the Nuggets are like a bunch of young, energetic, hardworking guys. Same could be said for the Jazz. And the Thunder are kind of this old mismatched team. And then like, you know, where are the Rockets? They're just kind of hanging around. I mean, they're, they're, they're not going to get any better than like maybe the fourth seed. Unless things absolutely fall their way. I mean, they got rid of Capella to go all in with this small ball. And their biggest rebounder right now is Tyson Chandler, who's – Who probably doesn't even play. He's 37 years old. And he probably plays like five minutes a game. They got Jeff – they have Jeff Green. And I guess the next best player they have is Damari Carroll, who, when he's healthy, is a very good player. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and I don't want to. I don't want to like. I don't want to shit on the Rockets, but it's it's it's. I think it's been one of those things where, you know, they they do a little. Th- they they're very big in analytics down there, and they're trying to play basketball a different way. And I kind of I'm all for it, but like, it's just crazy that they went in with this Westbrook thing, thinking that it was going to be something that tip tip the scales, and it just hasn't worked. And maybe it'll work next year. It's just interesting. Right. It, it's weird because. I hadn't looked at these standings in a while and to see them in sixth and to know that again, could they beat the nuggets? Sure. But they've got to go at this point, they got to go nuggets. Then they got to go Clippers and then they got to go Lakers. Like I just, it, it's not happening. I think you're right. So, so let's talk question, about that eight seat. Well, I was just, that's, what I was just gonna, that's what I was just going to ask you is you have Memphis, Portland, New Orleans, and Sacramento. I'm Can sorry. San Antonio. I'm talking well, why the Blazers are 24, 29, and 37? Like, what, what's going on? Well, other than Dame, before they got mellow, what'd they have? CJ McCullough? He was hurt for a while. It's like, but he, like, okay. They got some other players there. They do have some ballers out there. 
I just I can't wrap my head around how even like even if it's just Dame and Mello, like they're really twenty nine and thirty seven. I know the West Coast is loaded. I get that, but like the Grizzlies are a bunch of young kids just figuring out how to play together, and they're Sorry, five I, games up on them, four games up on them. I'm looking at the roster and I'm not impressed. All right, hit it, hit me, hit me. What do they got? I mean, how many? How how deep you want me to go? Give me their they, like top eight. They got Trevor Ariza, good role player, right? And then we have Rodney Hood, Dame, obviously, Mello, McCollum, Hassan Whiteside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was good for like a minute. He was good at Miami for a little while. Uh, but everyone else, Jalen Horde, Mario Hezanja, Wenyan Gabriel, Zach Collins. Okay. I, listen, you got me. I, I don't know who the hell these guys are. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, I think they they lost a lot. But you you have San Antonio and Phoenix. San, Phoenix basically has to win out with Memphis losing all with a lot of help. I don't even understand why they went six games. with. Like, if you're six games back with eight to play, that shouldn't even happen. They could have made it different for the East Coast – the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference just to make it a little bit more – appealing like yeah. phoenix should not be in this like that's you could lebron could sit when they play phoenix basically or anthony davis could sit and yeah. they're gonna get rest so you're looking at memphis portland new orleans sacramento fighting for the eighth seed back three and a half games all the portland new orleans and sacramento are all three and a half back who's taking the eighth seed is memphis gonna stay you know, at the beginning of this, I thought it was going to be the Blazers, but you read me that roster, and that's god-awful. I'm going Pelicans. I'm going Zion. I'm going uh, – it, it probably comes down between the Pelicans and the Grizz, and those were the, the, the one and two drafts, draft, draft picks of, of this past year, and yeah. that's pretty cool for yeah. them. Um, I don't see the Suns doing it. I don't see the Spurs doing it. No, Kings. Well, I wanted to do the Blazers because I want – I want – I want Dame to be in the playoffs because he's incredible. He is incredible. Entertaining and he's going to go full, like, just bananas mode and just probably win a couple of games on his own. But I'm going Pelicans. I can't fight you. <laughs> three and a half games in eight, like, three and a half back with eight to play is hard. Like, it's that's real, hard. No, I, I am going on a just full-on, like, emotional re- response. Uh, it's like Pelicans. The reality is the Grizz need to win two games. I mean, really? I mean, they could, they should win more, but, like, they win two games and they get to 34 and 33. Wow. But just think about it. All all New Orleans has to do is get within a game or whatever, half a game, and they have a play-in game. No, right, exactly. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just, like, if you're the Grizzly, like, you come out and you're like, these – depending on what the schedule looks like. If they've got a couple of, like – I mean, if they draw the Suns and Spurs in the first two games, I mean, like – Right. You're not that that's going to happen, but, like, they – I mean, they've got a chance to kind of secure it early. Um, but I'm going – I'm still – I'm sticking with my Pelicans. I'm going with Zion. Yeah, I think we can absolutely look at this when we see the, cal- the schedule come out and maybe we can get a little bit deeper. And then yeah. once once this – you know, we play the those eight games, we'll have a – I think we'll have a uh, prediction show, right? 
Well, he, what, totally. What's re, I mean, that's going to be a huge thing. You've got eight games, right? I don't know how they're going to do it. I assume it's going to be kind of some random uh, logarithm. But, like, you get a couple of tough games early. Nope. I don't think it's going to be random. You don't think? Oh. say it's random. No, oh. I think that they're going to do what they can to get Zion in the playoffs. Wow. I, I don't want John Morant. I think John Morant's great, but I think that more people will flock to Zion because he's, I mean, he's 100%. power duck, power dunks, and all that. I think he, you know, Duke. As much as you know, I don't like Duke. It's it's a power school, mm-hmm. and it's 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 just the the breeding ground for great basketball players. Yeah. All right. So, so I, I think that you're gonna see. I, I think what it what I would not be surprised if New Orleans played. San Antonio and Phoenix and Memphis played both <laughs> LA teams right off the bat. And now you're talking about a one and a half game lead. That'll make it a sprint to the finish line. Yeah. Why not? Now, all right, here we go, D. Give me your, your, your uh, Western Conference Finals matchup. With, Ross, with rosters as they are. Whew. I don't know why I want to go Lakers Nuggets, but I don't have the guts right now to do that. So I'm I'm gonna be really cheap and go Clippers Lakers. Uh, that's what I'm going to. And you're bullshit for thinking the Nuggets are gonna beat the Clippers. I mean, good luck with that. Well, I I said I want to go that. That's the fan <laughs> in me. <laughs> but and who's coming out? Who's winning? I'm going Clippers. Tell me why. It's hard to for it's hard for me to go against LeBron. I like LeBron, Anthony Davis. I don't know. I think Paul George and Kawhi are gonna get it together, and they're gonna they're just gonna pull it out. I so I think I I think it would be fun to have a Lakers Celtics finals because I obviously chose the Celtics. You didn't, but we'll, you know we'll we'll cross that bridge. Um, but I would love the Clippers to come out just because. I, I, I do think LeBron's an incredible basketball player, but I just have like, you know, I'll just smile a little bit if Kawhi and, and Paul George beat them to the finals this year. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think it, it's really going to come down to like what you can make of these, these eight games. Right. Uh, again, you think about the Lakers, like how much are they going to play their starters? If they come out and win their first two games, they pretty much lock themselves two, three games. They win the, they lock themselves into that first spot. Are you really concerned with playing? I mean, yes, on some level, you're going to play your starters just because you want people to get used to playing together. And we kind of talked about this last week, but like, do you want to risk injury? You know, especially coming back after this long hiatus, like, do you want to risk injury in, in, in some meaningless game against the Blazers, you know, in game seven, right. when, when you already have the one seed sewn up? It's going to be really interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, I think, like you said, teams are just going to play. They're already in. They're just kind of trying to get their footing. And you're going to see maybe Houston. I mean, they're only two and a half out of the three spot, right? They're not getting that done. You know, but they could get as far as fourth. They're only a game out of fourth. Utah. Russell Westbrook doesn't have a good shooting percentage when he's on fire. He's going to come back jacking. I'll tell you right, right now. What, what I'm really upset about is – an LA versus LA Western Conference final that isn't going to be played in the Staples Center. 
Yeah. Like, imagine that. Like seven, like, seven games just in the same place, just, like, back to back to back to back. Well, as a, as a fan, like, that's what you want to see, right? And then uh, as a fan, I'd love to see the Celtics in the finals. Oh, you would? I, I never said I wouldn't. We had this argument last time. No, there's I, no argument. I just, I've just gone what you said. I mean, you said you picked another team. I mean, it is what it is. Absolutely. But I want the Celtics to go there. And I think that it's not going to take much for that to change my mind. But I just want to see it first. That's all. Yeah, I respect that. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Any last thoughts on the Western Conference? Any last thoughts on the NBA, man? Do what you think you need to do, NBA players. If, if, okay. if you think that it would be better for to, to um, if you think it would be better to sit out the season to promote, you know, the whole struggle that's going on right now, I'm behind that. I, I think it's so important that I'm will, I, you know, I shouldn't even say I'm willing, but I understand to not have a basketball season. Mm-hmm. But when you, if you do come back, I'm looking forward to seeing you all. Looking forward to seeing it all. I'm looking to see Tatum maybe dunk on LeBron in the finals like he did during the season. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing Zion get back out there. Maybe he mm -hmm. gets to have a – maybe him and Ja have a huge game. To, maybe that's the last – maybe they even set it up where that's the game eight to make it into the eighth seed. you got right? some serious conspiracy theories that going on, don't you? Hey, I mean, was it the the Patrick Ewing year? The right, right, right. No, I, I mean, I again, as we've said over and over on this podcast, we're, we're looking forward to sports. Like, yeah. we're looking forward to getting back out there. But like, you know, if it doesn't happen and it's for the right reasons, that's okay. And and I think in both of the sports we touched on tonight, the the in my opinion, the the right reasons would be for you know for the players right and again at, at the end of the day they're the ones that entertain us they're the ones that, that put on the show um and if, if the nba players wanted to sit this one out you know for the for social justice and the major league baseball players don't get to play because the owners chickened out on, on the agreement they signed or they they agreed to in march then you know it, it, it's it'll suck it'll suck for this podcast it's about sports and beers i mean we can still drink beers but like um at the end of the day i'm, I'm behind the players 100 percent 100. All right, Danny, parting shots? I do. So I watched uh, WWE Backlash last night. Not all of it. I watched the first couple matches. Listen, they put – I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago, or maybe it was just off air, but they put people just in, kind of in the stands, behind plexiglass. They're socially distancing. But I'll tell you what, it is such a difference. If you get a chance, check it out. They do it on Raw. They do it on SmackDown. They do it on NXT on Wednesday. If you need to know, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. All the time. All the time. Listen, it, I felt a lot better watching it, and it wasn't just a lot of echoes. It was great. So I, I'm glad it's to see it coming back a little bit. And, you know, it is, it is in Florida, so I think you'll, you might see some uh, crowds coming back soon. There it is. You and shout out to New Zealand, who Ooh, had yeah. fans in the stands this weekend. I, I, I saw that today. When you properly handle a pandemic, you can bring fans back in the stands. Three weeks without a case in the, in, in the, in the country, fans in the stadium, shout out.
Interesting. So are you, uh, are you kind of saying that the United States is not handling a pandemic very well? We're going to just end on that. Y'all have a good night. Beers Up Sports Talk. Like us on Facebook. Follow mask. us on Twitter, Instagram, the whole damn thing. Subscribe iTunes. to iTunes. iTunes. Bye. Peace. Peace.